Thanks for listening to the Highlands Highfields Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators. Morning church, how are we today? Happy Father's Day. To everyone, what a great morning. My name is Ben. I'm one of the pastors here at church. Uh, I'm in the same boat as Andre, not a father yet, just a, not a father. My, my wife tried to encourage you, saying, oh, but you're a dog dad. I said, please don't ever use those words. <laughs> not, a, not a fan, not a fan. I, she always wants a Mother's Day present. I'm like, no, nah, dogs don't count. <laughs> but I hope you guys are having a great Father's Day. And I, I really do want to thank all the dads in this place, dad, uh, father figures, for just what, what you do, the, the way you raise up your kids and the way you build their, their morals, their foundation, their character. You know, I get to sneak into kids' church a few times a month with Pastor Emma and just getting to see the kids and there's just something special about them. There really is and I, I really can see the, the fingerprint of family, of fathers, especially in, in youth, which I do every Friday night with the high schoolers. There's something different about the ones that come from this place, right? That you parents, fathers are in here and your kids are going there and there's something special and different about them that I can see that there is a foundation that they've been built upon. It really does make such a big difference, maybe a bigger difference than you realise. I came across some stats the other day as I was just mindlessly scrolling on Instagram, so something good came out of it. But there were some, some sobering stats that I saw, and it's on the Bible app if you want to have a look, all the Bible verses are today. But um, 75% apparently of kids left church at the age of 18 to 29, which is not, not a great number. But of the 25 that stayed, the 25% that did stay, these are a few reasons that they correlated with it. Number one, they had dinner with the family five nights a week. So that still leaves nights for youth and small groups. So that's good. Uh, Two, they served with their family in a ministry at church. Number three, they were entrusted with responsibility in ministry at an early age. And that's why at Highlands Youth, we we talk a lot about student leadership, where we get high schoolers involved in things, serving just like all the people do here on a Sunday because it helps them find their passion, their purpose. We had this little kid, Jack, play bass for the first time on Friday, a little grade eight kid. He thought the appropriate... um, Outfit was a, a bucket hat, his Bears jersey and some footy shorts. <laughs> but he was having a great time and he really saw him just connect with God and realise that he's got a gift that he can use to, to serve God. It was awesome to see. Um, number four, they had one spiritual experience in the home during the week, so that's why we pray. And five, they had at least one fo- faith-focused adult in their life other than parents. And again, that's why we do small groups and kids ministry and all these things. But what I love about that is that, honestly, so much of that actually revolves around you. It revolves around the family, not around an experience we can create on a Sunday or a Friday or a kids program, but so much of that is what we do in the household, right? What what parents can do, what what the way you you can speak to them and raise them up and pray with them. And and that's it, is, you know, we're not going, oh, well, I hope someone else deals with it. But I love that in this church, I can see families and parents, whether you've got babies, kids and kids ministry, youth or young adults, that you're, you're building that foundation in them to be followers of Jesus and love with Jesus. And I just want to thank you that the future of this church is looking bright. I'm so excited for the next 10, 20, 50 years where the people coming through into this place are actually going to have such a stronger foundation and are standing on the shoulders of giants in this place. So thank you so much. It's a great day to celebrate all these things like that. It's really just a great time in church to, to celebrate, isn't it? Because as Sona said before, we just finished our expansion series, which, man, I, I love 
Right? I, I got in a little trouble with a friend the other day because I, I said expansion was one of my favorite times of the year at church. And he was like, oh, what about Christmas and Easter? I'm like, yes, they're obviously very good too, Jesus. But why, why expansion, this, this series on, on faith and us taking steps of faith, enlarging our vision is, is what I think is one of the best times of the year is really because of that exact reason. Because it's not just a time where bystanders, we're sitting back, we're thankful for what Jesus has done at Christmas and Easter, right? But when it comes to something like expansion, it's, it's us taking a step of faith. And I love seeing the church activated. Man, I love seeing people have, have just steps of faith of really taking and hold, saying, God, what can I believe for? God, I am going to take a step into the unknown to see your kingdom come on this earth. Now, that is why I love that series and really get so excited around it because people are taking, we are taking those steps. I think it does so much in our lives, but man, in the world around us as well, man, it is so exciting. I can't wait to continue to hear the stories of miracles and provision and what God is doing around us in the coming months, because it is going to be incredible. I think it's so great that we are people that dream, right? I've said this before, if we looked at all the other religions the world offer, right, so many of them focus on, you know, desire less, right? Be smaller, you know, find inner peace. Well, how great is it that our God, the, the real God, Christianity says, hey, believe for more, dream bigger. Come on, expand the tent poles, as Pastor Doug um, shared from Isaiah the, uh, the last couple of weeks. How great is it that our God encourages us to, to believe for more, saying that, hey, no, there is more that I have for you. I think it is a such an important part of our faith that we are dreamers, that we are believing for greater and bigger things. And off the back of a series and expansion, as we go forward, we're spending some time focusing on Jesus, uh, seeing how, how Jesus is over everything in our lives, that we are, uh, are going forward, right? We're using this momentum that we have to keep believing for, for more, to keep going further. Come on, we really need to be people that are dreamers, believing God can do the impossible. You know, it's quite funny that if we look in every other area of life, being called a dreamer is not a good thing, right? No one was commended at school for, for dreaming in class time, right? right? Your boss never says, hey, thank you so much for zoning out for 10 minutes. I really appreciated it, right? It's not normally a good thing, is it, right? You know, a dreamer is um, referred to as being aloof, right? Head in the clouds, not living in reality, not dealing with the here and now. And I think that's such a, a real thing because there's, there's so much going around us. There's so much happening in today's day and age. It's, hey, I've got too much to deal with to think about the future, right? It, it can really be brought back for us saying, hey, hey, no, 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 stick in the now. You've got to focus on this. You've got to hustle and grind right now for today. Stop dreaming. No, no, focus, right? We're, we're so often told to, be, to, to rein it in, to bring it back, Right? Man, but I, I think that, that being a person of faith, that following Jesus, growing closer to Him, man, it, it is so important. If not, I, I think it is sorely missing from our world and our life, being a dreamer, being someone who is chasing God through the impossible. Going, God, I know that you have so much more for me and I will follow you no matter where you take me. Come on, that's something we cannot and we should not neglect in our identity as Christians, as believers of God. Come on, we don't just believe in God because it's safe, because it's nice, it's comfy. Come on, there's got to be this element of risk, of danger, of excitement, of like, God, what do you have for me? How far could you take me? Come on, how far could God take you, church? How far could God take you? How far can you see ahead? And man, just, just imagine then God saying, man, that, that's not even close. There's so much more. There really is. You know, I, I think a great way to think about it 
is just take time to reflect on who are the people that, that you look up to, right? Who are the people that, who, who would you take time to catch up for a coffee, right? If the invitation was there. I think in our lives and in our faith life and in every area, you know, we, we value the ac- academics, right? Like the smart people, people who can word complex issues really well. And like, oh, I'd, I'd catch up with them. That'd be fantastic, right? We value the academics. We value the experience, right? People with wisdom, with age, with experience, people who've gone through things going, oh, there's so much I could learn there. Come on, when was the last time that, that you went, I just want to catch up with someone who's got faith? Not, not because of what they've achieved, not even because of what they're currently achieving, but just someone that you go, man, there's something about them. They've got a dream. They're chasing something. They're just being obedient to God in the calling he's given them. I don't think we catch up with those people enough that we value those things enough because that's who we should be. That's the example that's been set for us throughout the whole Bible. And if we look through the whole Bible, there is so much focus on dreams and visions. That's why I love the Old Testament. It's such a great picture of, uh, I think, what our relationship with God should be like, is having dreams, visions, not in the way that maybe is presented to us where we think of you know, Netflix or whatever it looks like, but having that picture from God that we are chasing, that He has given us. On Abraham, and he's going to be a person that we looked at through the majority of today is Abraham. And really, if we look at him, what was he told to do? It was look up to the stars, to dream, to imagine for something bigger. And even further than that, most of the Old Testament, most of the Old Testament is full of prophets who focus on dreams and visions. You know, there's a section in the Old Testament, it's called the Minor Prophets. Now, this part was um, relocated to a time of history where the Israelites, they had, they had sort of gone through their glory days, right? We know Moses, Promised Land, King David. Well, that was the good time, and then it was sort of the, the downfall a little, right? And the Israelites were either in a period of they were exiled to Babylon, uh, not of their free will, <laughs> Uh, or that time period had over and they'd returned to Israel, but it was not a good time. Their, their kingdom was in shambles and they had to rebuild. And amazingly, these prophets were given the job of declaring vision to the people. Hooray. How, how encouraging. <laughs> how lucky for them. Everything is terrible and they're there got to say, hey, it's all good, guys. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. But, but see, that what they had to do is that while everyone was going, there's no hope. There's no way. There's nothing we can do. They had a word from God. They had a vision from God, a dream from God going, hey, I know things look bad now, but I know our God is faithful. And I know our God is saying, if we come back to His ways, if we come back under His watchful eye, His hand of protection, I know we can get back to prosperity, back to life, back to joy. And they would declare these things to the people around them, right? That is the job of a prophet. Now, we might not necessarily need a prophet in that sense today to stand up in the Grand Central Food Court to go, thus saith the Lord, right? We've got the Holy Spirit in us. God can speak to each and every single one of us when we invite Him in. But I think there's a part of that that we are needing. Being people that are seen as bringing hope to the world around us. I think we need to get a little bit of that minor prophet Minor prophet, sounds so condescending, doesn't it? <laughs> but we've got to get a little bit of that in us, that we are bringing hope to the world around us because we might not be living in shambles and war physically, but man, spiritually, mentally, come on, look at the world around us. I think there are some, some people held in bondage and chains that need to be told they can be free. And who else is meant to be the light of the world but us? But believers in God, those that have a hope, that have a dream, it shouldn't stay in here. 
There needs to be an element of this of God is saying, hey, I've actually got a word for you that impacts others, that brings hope to others. Come on, expansion was a great, great way to get that momentum of I'm believing this, but come on, what are we believing for the world around us? What are we believing for our city, for our nation? Do we have prayers that we want to see answered that don't necessarily impact us, but man, it will definitely make a difference out there because that is who we are called to be. And there is a place that we can get to with that. Come on, living this life is not just for our own sake. But when we are chasing, when you are chasing a life of God-sized dreams, eventually you're going to bump into one of His. Eventually you're going to hit one of His dreams for you, His plans for you, His plan for the world that involves you. Come on, we've got to speak life to the death around us. One of these prophets uh, actually mentioned Ezekiel. He had a vision from God, and I think it's a great representation as uh, why we need to be dreamers, why we need to be people that speak hope to the world around us. And it's a bit of a big one, but I want to read through it because I think it is so relevant to where we are situated in this day and age right now, right here. It's in Ezekiel 37. It says, The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. So this was a dream, right? He led me all among the bones that covered the valley floor that were scattered everywhere across the ground and completely dried out. Then God asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, and I think that's important, this is God speaking to Ezekiel, giving him this dream. He says, all right, Ezekiel, come on, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. Some translations say breath is also our soul, our very being. I'll put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I'll put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. And suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. And we saw these bones start to attach. It sounds pretty creepy. But then God goes on to say, no, 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 now I want you to speak a prophetic message to the winds. Speak a prophetic message to this army that's now standing before you. People were there, but something was missing. Come on, that breath was missing. That soul was missing. And he's saying, speak a prophetic message to them now. And again, this is the part I think we need to catch, that we've been filled. Maybe you were once dead and now you're alive in Christ and it's great. But now there's a command. Now there's another prophetic message saying, hey, I've actually got something that's going to build you up now. So speak a prophetic message to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Calm my breath from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. He said, son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They're saying they've become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore prophesy to them and say that I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. You know, what, what I love about that is, is exactly that. It's a prophetic message. It's someone who's standing up and saying, hey, I know you feel you're in exile. I know you feel hopeless, but come on, let me tell you that God has a promise for you, that God will take you out of exile. It is something that people around us need to hear. And as Christians, we've got to be the people that are chasing God's dreams. Every single one of us, hey, God has a plan and a purpose for you. Even if you feel like, hey, I'm not really following God's path. I, I don't know what that looks like. I've just been going my own way or doing my own thing, chasing my own goals. Man, I'll tell you that God has a greater plan for your life. God has so much in store for you. As much as you think you can accomplish, as much as you think, well, I think this is why I'm here or this is good, this is enough. Come on, don't, don't, don't belittle yourself. 
Don't go, oh, that's all I can do. Because God, man, his, his vision for you, so much bigger. The difference, the amount of lives that you can change, it's innumerable. I, I don't think we can fully understand or comprehend what God has in store for us. But if we chase it, Come on, if we start to grab hold and say, Jesus, I'm putting you over everything in my life and I'm living like that, I'm chasing you, man, what he has is gonna be just, it's next level, really. And that's for us to go, how do we get to this point? How do we start to have faith, not just for ourselves, but our world? How do we start to have faith for, again, not just our dreams, but God-sized dreams? You know, I think a lot of us, we can get stuck in this place where we have our plan, and we sort of just hope it intersects with God's, right? And it just sort of goes like, sweet, it's in the same line. It sort of evens out like, awesome, great. And many times it does, because God's given us passions. He's given us gifts, things that He wants us to do. He's put them in us. That's awesome. But you know, sometimes it comes a point where it's actually God wants us to go a different way to where we thought, where our dreams and God's dreams might not actually line up necessarily. And when it comes to that point, we've got to I guess, look at ourselves and and take this time with, 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 I guess, us and God and go, who is it that I'm chasing? Or what is it that I'm chasing? Am I chasing the promise? Or am I chasing the promise maker? Which one is it that I'm really actually striving after? You know, we filled out, well, last week, if you were here at church or over the last series, we filled out these prayer cards for expansion where we're believing for certain things. I'm always challenged myself as to what happens when I cross that off, when God answers that prayer, when God does heal that person, when, when I do get that provision. What, what happens next? Do we sort of just savor and live in that promise and go, thank you so much, God, this is awesome? Or are we in that faith-filled mindset where we're still chasing Him? We're going, thank you so much, God, now what's next? Thank you so much, God. Man, I can't wait to be used by you now. Where else do you want me to go? What sort of person do we want to be? What sort of person do you want to be? Is the dream just a more comfortable place for you? Or is there an element of God's kingdom coming down to earth in that as well, in your prayers, in your vision, what you see from your workplace, your friends, your family? Is there an element of God's kingdom coming down, not just, oh, this would make life a little bit better or easier. I was challenged by this thought a few weeks ago when, it looks, when I look at my prayers going, is this vision or is this just self-ambition? Because it can be both. It generally is. We're allowed to. Again, God wants us to dream. But I don't think it can always stay there. Eventually, our dream becomes God's dream. That again, as we are following Him, as we are chasing Him, and we're seeing miracles along the way, and God's blessing is, is poured out on our lives, again, the path starts to veer, where God's saying, hey, that's great, but there's a world out there that needs to know who I am. There's a hopeless generation that needs to know hope. There's people living in exile that need to know it's time to come back home, Israel, wherever it is for people. Come on, you know that, oh, what was it? I think it was recently one in five Australians have experienced high or very high levels of psychological distress. Man, I relate to that, and that's the high to very high scale. It's not even including just the general stress that we experience every day. But man, there are people that need to know that they can come back home. That is not normal. That is not the reality. We should be believing for more. And I want to look at 
I guess, an example of this, of how do we go from our dream to God's dream? Not just saying it, because we can say it. We know the right things to pray. We know the right things to say. But how do we genuinely get to that point where we want to see God's prayers answered? Where we are praying for God's kingdom to come to earth, not just because it's the right Christian thing to do and we sprinkle that in so it sounds like we're a bit more Christian. But how do we get to that point ourselves where we are genuinely wanting to see God's will done? And I mentioned before is Abraham. Right, the father of the faith is what he was nicknamed. It's pretty, pretty decent in the Bible. How, how did he get to that point of what he desired, what he wanted, a bit of his self-ambition and vision? And then how did that get to the point where he was known as the father of the nations, the father of faith of all, of we are benefiting of his decision? How did he go through that journey? So I want to look through a little bit of the story of Genesis and Abraham as he uh, went through this. Because he had a vision. He wanted a son a legacy, right? He was missing it. He did not have that. And back in those days, that was what you needed, right? Your line would end. You would not be known. There would be nothing to carry you forward. So Genesis 12, 1, Lord said to Abraham, hey, leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make you famous. You will be a blessing to others. I'll bless those who curse you treat and, and treat you with contempt. Uh, all the families on earth will be blessed through you. Even further, it goes on in verse 7 as Abraham's going forward. The Lord appeared to Abraham as he was looking out at this, um, not nation, but maybe it was, a, it was a plot of land, it was a certain area, and said, hey, this is the land I will give to your descendants. So Abraham had this dream, this vision of, I want a child. I want a son. God, can you give this to me? And we see in this prayer with God where God's saying, yep, I will bless you. Yep, this is going to be great. But all along the way, there are seeds. There are seeds of a God-sized dream that, that God himself is planting in Abraham. Because he started, I just want a son. That'd be awesome. I want one son. And all along the way, we can see God saying, hey, but have you thought of believing for more? Hey, actually, Abraham, I know that's great and that's good. But what if it didn't end there? Because again, we see, it's like, I oh, will give this land to your descendants. Oh, hold on, descendants. Oh, actually, I never thought of that, God. It goes a bit bigger. It didn't just stay as his. Slowly along the way, the dream began to grow. Faith began to grow. Vision began to grow. Genesis 13. After Lot had gone, uh, the Lord said to Abraham, look as far as you can see in every direction, north, south, east, and west, I am giving all this land to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants like the dust of the earth that cannot be counted. Come on, again, we've gone from one son. God, if I could have one son, this would be great. To, hey, this land will go to your descendants. Oh, okay, all of a sudden to, hey, every grain of sand, that is the amount of descendants you will have. Going, whoa, this dream's getting a little bigger. This thing's growing. Oh God, I never thought that would be happen through, through me. Like Abraham was old at this point. This was, and this is why there's such a miracle around it. This was not in the natural. But come on, when God has a plan for your life and when you're willingly following him, because remember, Abraham sacrificed. He gave up left his homeland, left his descendants, left safety to chase this dream of his. But again, as he's going, we can see that it starts to curve, starts to bend. All of a sudden, he's starting to catch God's dream. There is a continual theme of God pushing Abraham to believe for more. God's saying, hey, I'm going to answer your prayer, but that's not where it ends. Come on, God is going to answer your prayer. If you've got faith, 
If you're stepping out in faith, God will answer your prayer. Those expansion cards that we filled out, God is gonna, we're gonna see those things ticked off. The, the family you're believing for, the, the house you're believing for, the, the salvation for friends or family members and workplaces and all those different things, you're gonna see them happen. But God is not saying that's where it ends. God's not saying, awesome, well done, good and faithful servant. See you expansion 2023. Have the rest of the year off. No, no, God is saying, hey, we're only just getting started. He's gonna start to veer the road a little bit going, hey, come on, I I want you to see that there's actually more that I'm calling you to do. Because God's dream for Abraham, God's vision, God's plan for Abraham was a nation. It was a dream of God's chosen people. It was a dream of a, a king that would rule like no other king. A king that could, that could, could die for all of humanity, pay the price for our sins to, to, to bring us back to God. It was a saviour for all of humanity. Again, even as we saw it was one son, it was descendants. It was descendants as innumerable as the sand or the stars. Even further than that, come on, he became the father of all people of the faith. In Galatians, Paul puts it like this. Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. The real children of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God. Wow. The real children of Abraham, those who put their faith in God. Something that started so small as I just, I just want my, my name to be remembered. One son. Thank you, God. That would be fantastic. To technically, if you're a believer in Christ and you've said yes to him, we, you are a child of Abraham because of that. Look at that lineage, that blessing. That's, God took it from that to that. I, I don't, Abraham was not even thinking anything like that. He was probably thinking like a minivan, Kia Carnival or something like that. That'd be great. God blew it out of the water. Where do you fit into this story? When you look at Abraham's life, when you look at his faith journey, and he didn't start as, I'm, I'm, I'm believing God's going to do great things. He just wanted a son. He had ambition. And he chased God, he followed God, and God transformed him from the inside out. But where, where do you feel you sit right now on that journey? Is your self-ambition being transformed into God's heart? Are you willing to let it go and give it to Him? Saying, God, this is what I desire, but as I'm following you, Jesus, as I'm giving, my, I'm giving my life to you, that you are Lord of all. You're not just my Saviour, you're my Lord as well. I'm under your rule. So what do you want me to do? I think those are some of the scariest prayers we can pray. Saying, God, what do you want me to pray for? God, who do you want me to talk to? God, what do you want me to do? Because all of a sudden we're sort of going, God, here are my empty hands. Like my life is yours. I, I want what you have for me. I've got a bit of ambition. I've got a bit of a vision, but God, I know that where you could take me is so much greater. But if we don't follow, if we don't take those steps, I don't think we'll ever get there. Because God's not just gonna just click his fingers and make it happen. It, it takes a willing heart. It takes a willing soul saying, God, I'm, I'm gonna be that prophetic voice for the nation. I'm going to be that prophetic voice for my workplace, for my family, for those that are struggling. No matter how dark it gets, no matter how hopeless they feel, God, I know that you have a hope for them. And I know you've put me in this place for a reason. Come on, you were called for such a time as this. Right here, right now. Opportunities you might not ever get again. And God sees that. God's got you here. Again, it could be for a season. It could be for something small. Be going, God, if this is part of me veering towards where you want me to be, who you want me to be, then God, I'm all in. Because we can go from one son to technically every son that is a follower of God. Jeez, I'm I'm down for something like that. 
It sounds scary. It sounds like an adventure. But God, I know that what you have for me is greater than what I have for me. So come on, let's be people that aren't looking down, so focused on the now. There's so much to do and there's so much to battle against. And oh, this is so hard and there's so many things. Let's not forget that we, number one, as Christians, are to be dreamers. People that are looking up to the stars saying, God, you've promised me all of this. God, you're saying all of this can be mine if I follow you, if I'm chasing after you. In Colossians, it tells us that if we have been raised with Christ, this is what we do. We seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Come on, are we looking to heaven? Are we looking to heaven for healing for people? Are we looking to heaven for God's plan? Are we looking to heaven for God's will? Don't, don't be looking at earth saying, oh, that could be a little better. No, no, let's, let's look to the original blueprint. Let's make sure we are looking up and above. We're told to set our minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Come on, let's grab the vision. Hold it strong. Keep chasing God. And you'll see your dream. All of a sudden, the things you want, the things you desire, they're becoming a bit more Christ-centered. It's not just, oh, I know this is the right thing to do. I guess I should pray for that person. But you'll find that your desires will change. All of a sudden, you actually care about these things. You want to see these things happen. God will do that in you. I just want to encourage you, church, to start chasing it. To not, feel, not, not, not beat yourself up because you're not there yet. Not to be disappointed that, oh, that seems so far away. Because that was Abraham. But, you know, man, what, what I love is the, I guess, the end of his story, if we look at this, of the moment that we can see that God's dream became Abraham's dream. Where all of a sudden, his self-ambition, the little that he wanted, he knew that God had called him to mind. He wanted that as well. Because if you know the story, Abraham got his son, his blessing, expansion, tick. Then all of a sudden God says to Abraham, hey, I want you to take your son and sacrifice him. Jeez, like he got it. The thing, the idea of a descendant is that it keeps on living. And so, I'm, like me, I'm sure you'd be conflicted. Going, jeez. But I love that what we can see is that Abraham knew the dream in his heart. He was so confident. And, and really, we read in Hebrews 11, he was confident that God would raise his son from the dead if he went through with this because he knew that, hey, well, this needs to still happen for God's dream to keep happening. So God, I'll be obedient to you. And that's the lesson in this. Obedience, faithfulness, going, God, no matter how uncertain I am of what's taking place, no matter how scary it looks to give up what I have to pursue your dream and let go of what I desired, God, I know that this is part of the plan. In Hebrews 11, it says, It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who'd received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, even though God had told him that he's going to be the one whom your descendants will be counted. Beloved, Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. That's how confident he was. And I think there's a confident part there that maybe you might be feeling conflicted in, is going, am I willing to give up my dream for God's dream? Am I willing to say, God, and this is, this is the idea of putting Jesus over everything in our life. It's putting Jesus over the things we desire as well, over the things we want, saying, God, thank you so much. God, these are my prayers, but also what is your will? Also, what is your plan? Also, where do you want me to go? Come on, let's start chasing God. Let's put our heads in the cloud and let's start dreaming again for who he's calling us to be. Don't settle for the apple when we could have a whole orchard. 
Well, because I know that God has got plans and dreams for people in this very room, every single one of you. You haven't tapped out, you haven't finished, you haven't excused yourself because of your sin or your past or your current. No, 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 God is saying, hey, I died so you could be free. I paid the price so you can be seen as clean and blemishless before God, as His children, as God's children. Come on, let's pray. Let's give it to God. Holy Spirit, I thank you so much that you've given us a dream. You've, you've got a plan for our life that is so much greater, so much bigger than our own. And I, I just pray right now as people are sitting here, God, if they're, if they're feeling like they've tapped out, if they feel there's no way God could take them further, if they're feeling that, that you don't want them, God, I pray you just bring a healing around their heart right now. God, speak to them. Reveal to them, Lord, that the, the great things you can and will do through them. God, Holy Spirit, we hold our dreams, we hold our desires, our ambitions, and as great as they are and as in line with your will as we feel they are, God, we, we, we hold them out to you with open hands saying, God, but what do you want me to do? Come on, transform in me my heart. God, let us desire what you desire. Let us look at our workplace, our families, our nation, our world and see, God, I want to see your, your kingdom come down to this place. I don't want to see my family saved. I want to see every family saved. I don't want to just see my workplace transformed. I want to see this city, this nation transformed. God, create that dream in us. Come on, that we are the voices, that we are the light of the world and that we're shining you through us. Come on, right now, while every eye is closed, I just feel to, to pray again for those people that maybe you haven't been following God's path. You don't know what that could look like. Again, whether you took yourself out, whether you just haven't even thought about it. Come on, God is calling you to this life, a life of a dreamer, a life of someone who is believing for more than what you're currently experiencing. Maybe you feel like you're that exile in Babylon. You're that exile coming home to a desolate Israel or Judah. And God's saying, hey, come on, no, no, no. It might look bad now, but I know that we are going to rebuild this, that I'm going to walk with you every step of the way. God doesn't just tell us to fix. He, he pulls us up. He walks us out. He walks us through. God wants to journey with you in life. But are you going to take his hand? Are you going to say yes to him, to this journey? Abraham had to say yes to God and leave his family, his descendants, his safe place. Are you willing to? Come on, I just love to pray. If, if there's anyone who needs to make that decision, saying, Jesus, it's time that you are Lord, of my life. It's time that you are saviour of my life. If that's anyone in this place, I'd love to pray for you and I'd love you to take that step of faith and just, just raise your hand while every eye is closed so I know who to pray for. Come on, if you're yet to say Jesus is Lord and saviour of my life, this is the moment. Awesome. Come on. We thank you, God. Come on, God, right now as people are saying, be my Lord, be my saviour, God, I pray you just reveal yourself to them. Reveal yourself to us, God, as we are chasing you. Lord, as we can see all the things, all the plans you have for us, not just our own, but also what you are wanting for us to do in this world. That we can be like Ezekiel and we will speak life to the dry bones around us. We thank you, God, in your name. Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Highfields Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose and to make a difference. If you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at highlands.highfields on Facebook or Instagram or head to highlandschurch.org.au for more resources and information. 
Be sure to follow the Highlands Highfields Message podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.